got um, wonderful Melissa Stubbings. It's a men's mental health show. Sorry, a big thanks to all manufacturing personnel, recruitment and labour hire in the manufacturing industry. Uh, for all your staffing solutions, you can give uh, Craig a call on 0416-700-870. But Melissa, who's come up from Richmond, um, and I think this is your third or fourth time of coming on, on the men's mental health. It's three. It's three? It's three. And last time you couldn't make it, but you bear some gifts for us all here. And I'm, yeah. I'm not wearing my hoodie, but thank you. Um, okay. There's a fair few things I sort of want to get through and have a chat about. But first of all, how the bloody hell are you? I'm really good, really good. Just survived July, which is like NAIDOC month now. Yeah. Gone from a day to a week to a month. And it's really great. We've had um, heaps of activities down there and it was wonderful, really amazing. So we're just recovering now. August yeah. is recovery month. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. So do you t- so tell us about the NAIDOC ball that you guys had and some of the awards because he's a mutual friend of ours who got recognised, which he does. He gets plenty of recognition. But sometimes in a, an award, particularly like this one, I could just see through his posts on Facebook just how proud. He's a very proud Aboriginal man as it is. But t- So tell us about the night and how it went and... Yeah, it was an amazing night. So we had 400 people attend. Yeah, Yeah, it was fantastic. So it's at Windsor Function Centre. We will be having it again next year, 20th of July, 2024. Um, And so it was a night of just pure celebration and enjoyment and getting to catch up with lots of people that you don't always get to see. Um, And uh, we had um, a few acts. So we had a really nice um, dig playing session between three men. So we had my nephew, Keenan Einfield, a guy called Brendan Moore, who's an amazing dig player, and a guy called Aaron Taylor from um, Murrumbidgee Malangari. It's an organisation that he runs. Um, And so they did this amazing dig performance together that they pulled together in like 24 hours. That was so amazing. And then we had... Did you get a recording of um, we do. We have a videography of it, but that we haven't got the final product okay, yet. Okay, pass so, that on when you yeah, do. Yeah, okay, I will absolutely. And up. then we had um, Central Coast comedian Cabba come and do a comedy set, and okay. that was fantastic yeah. as well. Um, and then we had our awards, as you were saying. Yeah. So um, the awards uh, there are seven awards. Um, and to get to the one that people might know of is uh, Glenn Collis, yeah. fellow who's been on People's your show. Champion. Yeah, People's Champion. He is the facilitator of one of our men's group at yeah. Marana Aboriginal Community cultural groups that you do down there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's been a, doing that now for about yeah, four years, five no, years. Maybe. not that quite that okay. long, two and a half maybe. Okay. Yeah, just after yep. lockdown in 2020, I think we started. Right. So, yeah, we're going on to three years. Wow. wow. Um, he won the Hawkesbury NAIDOC Ball Aboriginal Man of the Year Award <laughs> and he was stoked. He did an amazing speech and you could tell the smile from ear to ear. Yeah. Um, and he was very happy to get that award. That and very well deserving too, yeah. might say. Yeah. Um, so then there was the Aboriginal Woman of the Year, which was a lady called Sigrid Herring, who mm-hmm. has is a trainer and a very proud uh, Gomorrah woman who has done a lot of work in the Hawkesbury area. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had the Creative Talent Award, which went to Terry Evans, who is our yeah. men's facilitator of our Riverston men's group. Okay. So Terry won that award. Um, 
there was a young girl called Violet Tillman who won the Aboriginal Person Living with a Disability Award and okay. Violet's just started living on her own. Um, right. Yeah, um, um, working through her disability. So she's, wow. she's quite amazing. Um, our Caring for Country Award, Aboriginal Person Caring for Country, went to Lex Dad, who some of you might oh, yeah, know from up here. Yeah. yeah, so Lex is my cousin and he does a lot of work looking after country. So um, fantastic fella. And then we had the Hall of Fame. So every year Marana's committee... Uh, nominate somebody for Hall of Fame, and that was our own very, very own Uncle Greg Sims, ah, Darig man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he um, he got that award. So yeah, the wow. awards were amazing. And then once we did all the formalities, a few speeches. You know, I got to give a speech. Yeah. Um, and um, after that, we just danced. Yeah. We the band came on and we danced and, and partied. Fantastic. Yeah, that's wonderful. Wonderful. It was great. I I can't believe four hundred people though. That's yeah. Uh, you would have been shocked. Yeah, it was you know? packed. It was pretty yeah. busy. Um, I said to people... That, that's that, the best crowd you've had yet, for sure. That's just yeah. a few better than a few. Yeah, we actually yeah. Um, increased a few tables to fit a few more people wow. in. So Great. 396 was last year. So we just bumped wow. up to 400 this year. Terrific. And um, next year will probably be around the same, I'm hoping. Mm. Um, yeah, so this was our fifth NAIDOC uh, ball. Mm. And I think it was... People are saying it was one, you know, the best. It just gets better and better. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. um, it's an amazing event, I think. Mm. But I, what I said to people this year, it feels like I organise a wedding every year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. You know, so anybody it, who's organised a wedding, yeah. think about doing that every yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, we used to have the lovely Penny Holbrook, who's come on the show a few times, and um, that's when I was in real. And Penny would do a golf day for us every year, and yeah. you know, I, I think at the end of the fourth one or whatever she did, she said, "I'd rather do a wedding." You know, yep. then organising blokes, carts, all the rest. But it's just a nightmare for you, isn't it? You know, yeah. Chopping yeah. and changing, late cancellations, new people that want to come in. As oh, Yeah, I don't know. That's what we have. Like up until probably lunchtime on the Saturday, I'm changing tables around mm. and people are dropping out and people mm. are wanting tickets. And mm. yeah, it's quite busy, but it's really, it's enjoyable. It's it's a great night. So lots of fun. So t- look, I know we've talked about this the last couple of times. So talk us about... Marana and, and what you do. How long have you been involved with the Marana Centre so far? So um, I've been the manager there since July 2017. Right. But Marana's been in operation 20 years this year. Wow. We celebrate our 20 years. So we're mm. having another big event on the 18th of November at the Function Centre at Windsor again right. to celebrate our 20 years. And I'm a founding committee member. So wow. I've been involved with Marana for that whole 20 years. Good on you. Along with another yeah. great group of people. Um so it's been a real passion of mine. I often say to people, it's my fifth child. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so, a little easier though than my previous oh, four. <laughs> some of them. Well, well, Marana's sort of my fourth. Oh, and really, the ex-husbands, don't forget. Well, They're don't forget them. But the fourth, it's really my fourth child because my fifth child was born after for all her life she's 16 nearly 17 Marana's been there yeah. like it's been something that I do and sometimes I think my children feel like Marana mm. takes first place mm. um and it just depends what's happening you know we ha- it's um it takes a lot of work and passion you have to be mm. passionate to work in this industry mm. um I think you've got to be a lot of things Melissa and we were talking about that off air yeah. a moment ago um, the demands and commands that you guys get from the community, yeah. you know, and being an elder, it's not, you know, and in charge of a, a wonderful cultural centre such as Marana, um, you know, you're pulled from pillar to post. 
it's a lot of pressure. Um, a lot, not a lot of people always understand, you know, why you have to make decisions the way you have to make mm. them because they're not privy to all the information you have mm. and all the mm. different things you have to consider. So some, you know, sometimes you get slammed by community and sometimes you get praised and sometimes people are indifferent, but it's just because they don't understand all that background information and they don't need to all yeah. the time because mm. it's stuff that you just have to get on and do. Mm, um, mm. But it does make it sometimes a little bit difficult. Well, um, there's always going to be a loser on one side of a decision anyway. And opinions people are going to develop and, you know, they're yeah. entitled to them as much as anything. However, um, yeah, I understand what you're saying, certainly. I mean, I, I, it's not something that's similar, but I used to be a property manager. So I know what it's like to know when you've upset one side and made another side happy. It's, it's a horrible feeling, but it does... I think round you as a person, doesn't it? They become easier to make those hard decisions. Yeah, they they do. That's a definite. You do get a. It gets easier to make decisions because you are quicker to see the bigger picture. The longer that you're involved mm. in an organisation, and you, you know, um, Murano is very much about providing lots of different cultural opportunities for community and lots of different yeah. areas. So it's not just focusing on one area it's not, we focus from families to seniors to men's women's groups to mm. cultural mm. stuff it's a lot of stuff that we do to try and make sure everybody in the community can be represented and have mm. a place at marana mm. we mm. want people to feel like they belong you know this is home and a lot of people who come in to the center um say that it actually feels like being home it feels right. comforting and yeah. belonging mm. you know so mm. That's really what we aim for. Mm, it's only mm. a very small centre. Mm. Um, we are in the process of writing a very big application for a drug and alcohol hub awesome. in the Hawkesbury, which Marana will manage, yep. um, be Aboriginal specific, but we also will help everybody. Yeah, you know, so we're just as it's, done that's how we always do our groups. work. We, yeah. yeah, everybody, yeah. if we can help somebody, it doesn't matter mm. what their cultural background is. Um, and if we can get that, that will actually be a whole new team mm. and a whole new office. And so that will expand us big it, time. It, and it, re, it needs it down there too, oh. doesn't it? You know, it's, it's, it's rife at the moment, some of the, you know, substance issues that we're having across all of Sydney. However, it's when it gets pushed to the outskirt areas such as Richmond, that's where it's most felt. That's what yeah, I've and there's not a lot of services no. in the Hawkesbury. Like we have a lot of services that are from a Penrith or Blacktown. Redfern, yeah. Yeah, they're outside our area. Mm. And to get to those is quite difficult for a lot of people mm. on a regular basis and have that regular contact, which is what's mm. needed, that connection. Mm. You know, I'm grateful that I don't have drug and alcohol addiction issues. Mm. Mm. I'm very grateful for that in my life. But I know lots of people that do and I work with lots of mm. people that do. So I've learnt mm. from them that um, abstinence isn't the answer, it's connection. So that's what we are trying to build yeah. with our community, that connection all mm. the time. So if mm. we can have this team that the whole focus is about building connections and giving people a place to belong, mm. that's home, in mm. the in their home, in the Hawkesbury, mm. I can't wait to see if we get that. That would be amazing. <laughs> it will be, wouldn't it? You know? Absolutely. Um, and, and, and the, it, you know, we were speaking earlier, Glenn Collis, and Glenn's, mm -hmm. You know, as you were saying, since 2020, um, done he it, 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 well that that is helping people through substance or um, drinking and drugging, as as yeah. as Glenn calls it. Um, you know, and he had his issues whilst being you know an Australian boxing champion. Yeah. Um, you know, and he'd get in the ring and and out of the ring after that, he'd be on it for a couple of days, and it's or just a couple of years. Or, or a couple of years, yeah. But I mean. <laughs> 
God love him. We love you, Glenn. He, we do. And he's got some wonderful kids, hasn't he? His daughters yeah. especially are beautiful. I've only met one of his sons. But, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, kudos to Glenn and, and, and that's wonderful things. And we, We're very lucky to have him in the Hawkesbury. You know, Glenn lives on the Central, Central Coast. Coast. And, yeah. you know, our connection with him, like I said, has gone back for the three years and he's very much an advocate of Marana, like mm. very much promoting the work that we do, mm. supporting. He also does some of our cultural support work. So... Marana's also started kind of a business arm where people employ through us to have Welcome to Country Dig playing, smoking ceremonies, sure. cultural talks. Mm. So we organise all that. Yeah. Dance, yeah. And mm. we organise all that and it creates a little bit of an income for Marana mm. so we can fund things like our men's group, our women's yeah. group, our youth programs mm. that are unfunded. Mm. And Glenn helps with that. Mm. Yeah, so... We've got a chap coming on in a moment, Flynn Donovan, who's also a proud uh, First Nations man and... He's a wonderful man, as you'll see, and he's doing some terrific stuff in the community, and it's not just for our Indigenous folk, it's for, for all. Um, but you're so so advanced down there, and, and I think there are so many things that we can look at up here in the Blue Mountains uh, for the foundation or the pillar that you guys have set down there in Richmond and the Hawkesbury region. It's a constant looking for funding, constantly doing small projects. So mm. last year I came on with Leon the end, and yeah, we talked about because yeah. he was doing the drug and alcohol yeah. um, facilitation of a, a small project that we had for that time. Mm. And, you know, so we're always getting these little grants and trying to build on that. So building mm. on that, we've also got three nights coming up that Glenn and Leon are going to be doing in the Hawkesbury around drug and alcohol information. And we'll have other service providers yeah. coming in. So yeah. people can share their stories, can ask where they can get help, yeah. can hear it from two fellas, you know, mm. Glenn, 14 years sober, Leon, nine years sober, nine years, how yeah. they, what, you know, how they got there, what it takes, you know, um, and give people some hope for that. Um, yeah. So we're doing three nights in the Hawkesbury. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those projects, those constantly finding these little bits of money and then having to manage that little mm. bit of money. And mm. I'm very uh, grateful again that we've got, blokes like Glenn and Leon on board to help mm. us with those projects sure. when they come up and this will all give us evidence towards if we get that bigger funding that I'm talking about sure. so it's yeah. all building on that you've got to sure. start with a small and you keep building yeah that's absolutely what we do. what's what's your thoughts are you happy to talk around the voice and um, I'd be interested to hear where, where you're at with that and what will that do let's just hypothetically say we do get a yes what will that do for your community um and if not do you see perhaps progress if there is a result of no um as far as your funding goes or the support from government to in, in first nations people or communities i should say so i probably have a very different viewpoint to a lot of aboriginal people although and maybe not a lot um but it's a very divided camp mm. right so there's people in yes there's people in no camps there's also people who feel that there's just isn't enough information yeah you know so some of the mainstream population think that there's too much money being spent on this and they have you know other ideas that um well we don't know how much money's going to be because it hasn't well, been divulged really that's has right it? that's right so this is part of the you know misinformation or non-information that's mm. not being handed over um so to put it how I, this is me, Melissa Stubbings, not sure. the manager of Marana, not, you know, senior direct woman. This is me, just how I am. I think it's been kind of rushed in a way to get runs on the board mm -hmm. is how I feel. And I don't think there's enough information 
sharing about what it is. So I've been to a few discussion groups and a few, you know, listening to what it is. And there are parts to it being in the constitution where they're recognising that Aboriginal people have been here for 65,000 years. And I think that's a really great point. That's an amazing thing to have happen because there are people who still in this country don't actually understand that, don't yeah. actually understand our spiritual and long-term connection to country and what that means for us as mm. people. The part about it that mystifies me and I'm confused about is I actually want to know past the referendum, and I've been told by people this won't be known until after, so I, this is where I'm confused and sure. I can't make a decision <clears throat> because I need to know who's going to be appointed to that voice. Ah, I okay. need to know how that's going to be situated. Mm. Who are mm. the people that are going to be involved with mm. making that decision mm. on who goes on the voice? Mm. Who are the people that are going to have a chance to be a part of the voice? Mm -hmm. um, are they going to then bring in regions? So as we know, this country has around 500 different nations. Yeah. How do you have a voice for 500 different nations? Mm -hmm. That means regions. And when you have regions, that means people being cut out. So, you know, like mm. things that have been implemented and I'm just going to say it and I'll cop a backlash and I don't really care actually, but land councils, mm. land councils were set up by governments. They weren't our way. They right. are not our way. They are not set up protocol ways of Aboriginal people. Right. They're set up by governments so sure. that they had somebody that they could talk to in their way, right. in white man way, mm. all right? Yeah. Not in blackfella way, mm. right? Mm. So they set them up. Mm. And now we have division. Now mm. we have people in land councils who are greedy mm. and who want power mm. and they don't they disconnect from traditional custodians. Well they're not, they don't they're even not forming that safe space of communication and connection as you mentioned earlier. That's right. And they're not involving traditional custodians in the work that they do. Yeah. So we have people on land councils and they go to in Sydney, for instance. Right. Wiradjuri fellas, for instance. Now everybody knows Wiradjuri is not Sydney, right? Right. Right. But they do welcome to countries. So that, they, 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 okay. they breach the number one protocol <laughs> of our people. Right. Pro respect the land that you're on right. and people uh, from uh, that uh, land. Yeah. That's like our number one. That is what you're taught from a child. Sure. That is what you're taught at every cultural camp. That is mm. what you're taught mm. by all our elders. Mm. Respect mm. the land you're on and the people from that land. Mm. But because mm. they're being given this so-called cultural authority by this white man created land council, right. they think they have cultural authority. Yeah. Now, yeah. I want to see them go home to Wiradjuri land and try that there. Yeah. Yeah. Try try yeah. calling that there. Try telling them that they're doing welcome to countries on yeah. Sydney, in Sydney yeah. land and see what their yeah. elders back home think. Mm. Mm. So it really... Um, so anyway, so we've gone off onto land yeah. councils, but that's no, my no, fear. No, no, no. My fear yeah. is that land councils are going to be the ones that are consulted mm. and they're not set up by us. Mm. They're not constructed by us. Mm. I'm fearful that the voices that are going to be... Um, given are going to be to people who have big voices already. Yeah. High okay. acad academics, people in governments already with the big voices. Noel Pearson's. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, and the, he the does great price. work, don't, you yeah. know, Marsha. They're great people, sure. right? Yeah. But yeah. they've already got big voices. They're already on a platform. Yeah. Where is yeah. our grassroots voices? Yeah. Where are yeah. the people who are yeah. right down here doing the work mm. every day mm. with our communities, mm. hearing the stories, seeing our fellas not being able to have somewhere to sleep, seeing our fellas <coughs> having their kids removed at a faster rate than any other culture in Australia. 43% of kids in outer home care are Aboriginal kids and we're 3% of the population, possibly a little higher since the last, um, you know, yeah, that yeah, thing that the, they do. Yeah, What's uh, it called? <laughs> 
it's but, um, uh, you've got me as well. No, I know. Yeah, uh, um, uh, you know, when we take the stats, stats yes. <laughs> it's, it's a statistic. <laughs> anyway, I'll come. I'll remember it in a moment. Why can't I remember that one word? Um, in all of that, so um, where are the people? Are they going to be represented in mm. this voice? That's mm. I want to know that. Mm. And I have said this um, to a wonderful politician who I really, really value. Mm. Um, is you know the Blue Mountains and Hawkesbury Susan Temple, oh, amazing woman. Yeah. Like, and yeah, we've had this down. conversation. And I've just said to her, I need to know that. For yeah. me to be able to yeah. make a, a Good on informed opinion, what, what? I need to know who's going to form that voice. Right. How is it going to be? She's formed? very empathetic, Susan, but oh. I'd be interested to know what her response was. I, I kind of don't think they really know. That, I think that, that's it, yeah. <clears throat> and um, so I can't vote for something. I, I'd like to think that the next few weeks are going to be positive. They're going to be so. influential. Um, and they're going to bring us together. I'd like to see more on our public platforms and, and television networks. Um, you know, Magenta Price with Noel Pearson, the, the yes and the no's together. That's right. I'd like to yes. see at the end of this, if it is a positive result, both of them collaborating and working together, um, which I'm certain they will do, uh, regardless of what the outcome may be. Yeah. Um, you know, but at the same time, I think we need to, we're 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 less informed, aren't we, at the moment? Really, I think so. You know, and and the more we get to know and and learn about, then I guess the more we can understand. And that's yeah. that's probably been the most frustrating thing when I've been talking to Darug and Gundagara people. Of course, here in the Blue Mountains, we're yeah. on on the border of the border, yeah. of both mobs, but you know, and that's generally the 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 same. It's it's interesting, isn't it? You know. So if we could, so I understand the constitutional elements of sure. the voice, right? Sure. Like when one of the workshops I went to, I got to speak to a constitutional lawyer, amazing fella, and he helped me understand that. And that's fine. I understand what it means to have the voice in the constitution and mm -hmm. why it's so vague. I get that now. Mm. The vaguer it is, the actually, the easier it is to be in the constitution. Like the sure. constitution is kind of to use the words vague document it doesn't detail yeah. mm. so i understand mm. that this part that i'm asking about can't be in the yeah. referendum because yeah. it's, it's you got, can't it's have got, so much detail, detail in, in, yeah. but there should be an accompanying document sure. that says this is what the proposal is from the labor government mm -hmm. to have what the voice would look like yeah. afterwards now that mm. can change and i get that too every government could change that because the constitution only says they have to form a voice right mm, so yeah. they can change what that looks like yeah. they've done that over the years at six mm. different uh, elements and different ways we've had consultation john howen had an advisory group that he handpicked mm. you know so all these different things have come and gone mm. um and so that happens and i get that but right now mm. the current government i hope will come up with something they can show us that looks shows us what it looks like they're thinking mm. how people will be elected to this voice because sure. i can't in all good conscience me as melissa stubbings vote yes unless mm. i know that yeah yeah um yeah. and i'm always i've always been i can change my mind that mm. could happen mm. if i get the right information i'm yeah. happy to as far as like for Marana as an organisation, we, regardless of what information comes out, we will provide people with information. Marana won't be taking a stance. Now, some organisations are going, we're a yes organisation, okay. we're a no. Marana's about providing information to people and helping right. them find their own voice, okay. helping them find their sure. own way through that sure. and making their own decisions. Okay. There's no way that Marana will come out and go, Wants to be, yeah. No, it's not what we're about. Okay, because I heard last night that Qantas now has jumped on board, and we know about the fiasco through 
Israel Folau, um and his beliefs on certain things and, and, and the crossover of division that that caused at the time before we voted, you know, for gay marriage and gay mm-hmm. rights. So I think that's a wonderful thing. And, and, and either way, you're leaving a space for those who aren't for the voice or who are for the voice. What, what I want to talk about also is if I looked at something probably about two months ago, and this was when Alice Springs was really, really copying it. And I've got to, I can't remember, I should remember this guy's name, proud Aboriginal man. He stood outside the police station at three o'clock and he was there till about eight o'clock at night. And he was doing certain crossovers. And one of the police officers came and said, look, what are you doing? You know? And he said, it's just me. I've just seen two posts from the mayor saying that two cars have been stolen. We're being rat bags. My people are being rat bags. And he said, it's interesting because the five hours that have been standing outside your police station, there were 13 police cars. And right now, there is still 13 police cars. So as much as my mob have been rat bags... Your mob's not policing. Mm. How do we bring that together? What does Marana do around police? And do you bring that together and do groups? Is there any communication with that? Because that's something that I've been struggling a little bit up here. However, we've got a new chief inspector. We've spoken about Gary Sims because he he came up from your community. Yeah, he did. Has that been a whole losing, Gary? It was at first, but we have some great police down in the Hawkesbury and we have great relationships with our police and we foster that relationship. Um, They, um, once a month about, they have a community safety meeting, which Marana attends and so do a lot of other services. Um, We invite them to all of our major functions, our NAIDOC Day concert, which is another major event we had in Richmond Park and it was packed and it was a beautiful day and the police are there. Um, The police come to things like our after-school program we have on every first Wednesday of the month. They come along and might sit there and colour in with the kids and they might play basketball with them in the backyard or um, our Alawa Day where we have 400 high school and year five and six primary school kids come to learn culture at Shaws Creek. The police come and run the sport activities with some other um, how, uh, people. How often is that done? Alawa yeah, Day is uh, once a year. The, once they, a year? Once a year. Well, if I okay. had funding, I'd, I think do it's it, great, I'd do it every term, but I, it cost me about, um, cost me, I say me, but it's Marana, Marana, about 7000 to run and I'd do that every term if we had the money, but we don't. So. And how much do the kids love it? And oh get involved my, with it. I can't even tell you what that does for those children and the connection. Yeah. So Alawa Day we started because a lot of our kids don't know what mob they're from. Right. So we started bringing them together from all the different high schools in the Hawkesbury right. so that they could... Because you can, three mobs down there, you're on the border, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, no, it's Darragh country pretty da- well. Yeah. It's just right. Darragh okay, country, so yeah. yeah. But we've got five pri- um, public high schools and oh, a right. few yeah. pr- private schools that come now too. Right. And we have all these different little primary schools so they all come out and it brings a connection to those kids. They connect to each other. Yeah. Even if they don't know where their mob is, they're not saying they're Darug. They're just saying, we live on Darug country and we're, we're connected to this community. Right. And so the police come and really active, proactive in that, really proactive in helping us out. Um, I That's can bring awesome, them up man. about yeah. a, an issue that I have for a client um, yeah. I, I, and they will help me work through it. They are mm. amazing, but... That doesn't come through not working on that, right? Yeah. You have to so work ha, ha, on that. What are you doing? How do you do, do that? We you, connect with them when we you, see you're, them you're out. You're calling we, them. You're, yeah, you're making those them. uncomfortable I've, phone calls yeah, where... Yeah. I've been to their fit for life and run around and unboxing with the kids. Did, you know, we do. We go to where they are and then they come to where we are and we and work the PCA with them. Yeah, and yeah. it's about 
finding the key person, you know, the community liaison, the youth yeah, liaison. Yeah, yeah. We've got a PCYC, so that's oh, sorry, PCYC, to yeah, connect yeah, yeah. with now too. Yeah. So we we really make those connections and yeah. we we build them. We don't just say, oh, well, I know who that person is. We All actually right. invite them in to our outreach days, okay. to our sorry day. They, you know, the yeah. um, one of the inspectors and a couple of the police came to our mm. sorry day mm. we keep building that relationship we yeah. work on it like all relationships right all relationships yeah. take work everything you do in life takes a little bit of work and absolutely effort, you know yeah. so I and this, and and the reward from that is yeah. euphoric isn't it really when yeah. you see the outcome of these kids faces and when you see you know just the way it makes you feel you know we have this one little kid at our after school and because they wear their gun and he's fascinated by the gun and sometimes i have to stand on the <laughs> copper's uh, side to stop him oh, wanting right. to touch oh, the gun going. he wants to just touch her gun and i have to stand there and keep like pushing him away kind of like go yeah. that way you can't touch it he's just fascinated with it you know yeah. but she just laughs and you know um and we have this thing now like he gets to ask one question about the gun he's like little johnny it's like one <laughs> question you get one question and that's it for the whole hour and a half but they'll leave even come out we do once a term we go out on country with lex to yeah. shores creek and the police will come out to that and that's run around awesome, with man. the kids yeah, and okay. that's kudos the way to you, area, come on. you break down the barriers yeah. Yeah. between you know yeah. um it's really um an amazing relationship mm. but mm. like i just said all relationships take some work and effort yeah. and you have to be willing to put that in mm. and build mm. those and you know so you also have to be the organization that's relied reliable mm. you know mm. so we have to be there when they ask us for things too there's a lot of things he's open mind is you know patience and 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 that willingness to give more than perhaps you ever want yeah, um, or you'll ever receive that's that's terrific i think that, as i said you know i think you really are a benchmark for us up here in the mountains for many things that we can do that we can create the census is oh, did somebody send Flynn, it to you? Flynn, who's coming on, he's one of the Donovers. He's coming on in a moment. Love he's, your work, love your work, brother. The census, that's right. He's come up. I've had, actually, How could we I've had another person text me. Hey, if anyone's got a question you'd like to ask Melissa, maybe just text me if you can. Um, there's a few things that have come through. Zero four zero four zero double seven triple six. I'm pretty sure Melissa would be open to to anything that you you want to throw at us. Yeah, um, I will have a go. Might just just take a quick uh, quick break, just a, a couple of messages, um, and we'll be back in just a moment. It's the Men's Mental Health Show. We're here today uh, with Melissa Stubbings, who's come up from uh, the Hawkesbury area. Oh, welcome back. Melissa Stubbings here is here joining us today. Of course, I'm your host, Bradley Spillane. Bodie's in Europe. I've been talking uh, to Bodie. I think he's up in Birmingham at the moment. Come from Cornwall. He's, uh, he's had a bit of a battle. He got COVID when he was over there. It sounded like he got that new strain as well. But he's back on his feet. He's back writing some poetry. And he's going to be back in a couple of weeks to join us. And John Milham, of course, uh, who's been uh, filling in Bodie's seat, will be back next week uh, as well to, to sit down with me. So we've been talking about some fantastic things, some po- real positive stuff and working with the local police and, and in building Marana. You, you, there must be a number of organisations, I guess, that you collaborate and that you've worked with. And that development of the centre is forever growing its nucleus, isn't it? It's, it's branching out. You're doing a lot of work with schools and communities as well as, as we spoke about with other areas. What more could we be doing? What are some other areas that you think 
you know, I, I love some of the stuff, of course, Glenn and Leon, Leon Anderson, who comes on here, Ando or Spinksy. He's got a few names that we call him. Guru. Um, the, gu- the Guru. The Guru. <laughs> 60 seconds with Ando. 60 seconds. <laughs> what more could we be doing? Or could we perhaps be getting Dara Gandangara? And, and me, I'm sure you, you are, but perhaps sharing some of the successes that we've got and implementing these systems into, into the community, such as up here. Absolutely, we could, like, um, not everything can be moved from one place and just planted into another place. It sure. has to be it's modelled got- on what that community might need. But you can definitely take the ideas, like our Alloa Day, you know, that could be implemented up here as a start. We started that about 12 years ago, 13 years ago. So that hasn't got to being 400 kids. The first year we had 100 kids, right? Mm. And we only had four schools involved and we only did three activities and it was very low-key right. in comparison to yeah. what it is today. But you build on it. That's what yeah. I was saying before. Yep. Every year we build on it and it's about how we can do things, mm-hmm. not worrying about the barriers too much. So not what we can't do, what can we do? Yeah. So I'm very much a can-do person. Not what's holding you back. Yep. Very much looking at the... Very optimistic. Yeah. You've always been optimistic. Yeah, so looking at where we can get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, there's heaps of work I'd like to work go into. Homelessness, I'd love to have a homelessness hub where right. people can come and use a computer, get a feed, have a shower, mm. not necessarily house them, yeah. but give them all that give, give, support. Because some of them don't want to be housed. And I've, That's I've, right. Yeah. But all that support around that, that allows them to go to the place they want to go to, mm. whether that's get a house, whether that's, you know, get a job, whatever that looks like for that person. Again, person-centred, yeah. driven by what they yeah. need, but have a space where they can get some of that stuff yeah. done for them. Because there's been a bit of media around the Hawkesbury area for homelessness, yeah. particularly the cost of living at the moment, rents, and it, it's it's surprising. I mean, we were helping a chap, you know, not long ago, living in his car down at Gloria Park. It's it's yeah. cold, and it was in the middle of winter, and you know, going through some hard times. Obviously, yeah. couldn't be at home, is separated from his wife and kids at the time and, and realised he had to make some changes to be able to get that back. But at that time, it wasn't a safe space for him to be there for anybody. There were communities or there were actual owners down there in Hawkesbury that were giving their five-acre blocks or lots and putting caravans in there to help some of the disadvantaged people of your community. And I noticed that council have stamped and stopped that. It's Wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, it, um, yeah, the, are you noticing rules... that it's growing as well, homelessness, particularly in these oh, in the last two or three years? Absolutely. Yeah. There's an aged care centre um, that's closed down on Londonderry Road just as you leave Richmond to go right. to Londonderry, and it's this huge, big centre. Yeah, it would ha- has everything, mm. has rooms, mm. showers, kitchens. Mm. You know, um, it's just sitting there. Yeah. Just no, it's, not, people, it's not being used. Not being used. The, the aged care facility is closed down, so it's wow. just not being used. What a waste. Wow. What a waste. It's, it wow. drives me nuts to see that right. when people are living in cars and we've got families, you know, that don't have a place for their kids to sleep at night. Yeah. Um, yeah. My mum's in Woolloomooloo and she's in the housing down there and it's right. It's, I mean, there would be four or five different food vans or organisations, which, you know, kudos to them and they're doing mm. some wonderful, wonderful things. Um and it, 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 I don't know if you've been to the hub down there. There's, there's King's Cross at the top. And down at Woolloomooloo, they've got... Uh, it's like a, a temporary police station. And the police uh, open up and they'll give them 
rights to go into they've got a clothing shop so they can you know exchange or get some clothes and uh, but we don't as I said the further out we sort of go uh, these are the communities such as up here and down in Hawkesbury that that tend to be forgotten or they suffer the most yeah. particularly along the lines of homelessness yeah. absolutely we do have a great um organization in the Hawkesbury called Hawkesbury Helping Hands yeah and they okay. do amazing work mm-hmm. um so, you know, we'd love to be able to offer something that supports that. Yep. And, you know, they pay rent like everywhere else and yep. they have all these different overheads, which is a killer mm. when they're trying to give food to people just mm. to survive or mm. provide shelter or mm. um, resources so people can get shelter, you know, like tents and sleeping mm. bags and, and mm. stuff like that. So they're an amazing organisation that have been going for quite some time now but um, struggle to get funded. Um so it's it's definitely an, a huge issue in the Hawkesbury homelessness, um, as is and you know to go back to it, drug and alcohol. I think that definitely increased off over after the COVID lockdowns, mental health issues, um, mm. isolation. People who became isolated during lockdowns and now don't want to get out in community. Mm. Mm. Uh, we are social oh, people. That's been the we are impact, social. Yeah. Pe- that's the connection. Absolutely. Going back to that connection, people yeah. have to have connection. Yeah. They have to have somebody to talk to. And um, one of the things we do, we run a seniors program as well, which I don't talk about much, but one of the things the staff do is call our seniors three times a week and check in with them. Wow. A lot of them live on their own. Um, so they're very isolated. We also take them shopping for their, uh, you know, food. We take them to medical appointments, yeah. and we do lunches and morning teas in the centre to get them out. And yeah. so, you know, but those phone calls for twenty yeah. minutes here and there, you mm. know, and if we don't check mm. in, they'll ring us and go, mm. oh, "Just, you know, haven't yeah. heard from you for yeah. a couple of days." But we are their connection point, mm. right? Because mm. some of them are. Um, well, they're estranged they're from their families, yeah. or they live distance yeah. from their families, so they don't can't get to see their families. Uh, yeah. yeah, so and like I said, a lot of them live on their own. Yeah. So we provide that base for them. Yeah, that's wonderful, Mel. Yeah, that's terrific. It's um, it's really rewarding work yeah. too, though. Yeah, you know, like in yeah. saying that, you know, it's lovely. We had a seniors lunch. We invited the seniors from up here from the Aboriginal Cultural Resource okay. Centre. They yeah. they they call it an elders program. Okay, we they came down. They've come twice now to our lunch. Um, and then the Richmond High School kids come in and help serve the lunch and have a yarn with the seniors. So we work in with all the different age groups at that function to connect people, you know. So it's <laughs> all, yeah, yeah, and sometimes the police will come yeah. or sometimes the RAF will come. Yeah. We've got, you know, because really good connections the there, with the Indigenous yeah. Liaison Officer at the RAF base. So he'll oh, wow. bring some people over. We've got an Indigenous Liaison Officer Yeah, every there. RAF base has in the country. Oh, I didn't know that. Some of the That's army terrific. bases do, but every RAF base does. Wow. Yeah, so I've done some work at Glenbrook RAF base and Richmond RAF base yeah. around um, Welcome to Countries and mm. Dance and Dig performances mm. like Marana's organised mm. that for them. Mm. Mm. Um, so we have those really great connections with them, mm. uh, with the RAF base. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, I, I, you know, I, I saw when you're talking about that, I love that those sort of connections. I, know, I was born in New Zealand, of course, and uh, I go for Australia and everything but rugby union. And don't tell me that. I, I, well, I love my All Blacks, <laughs> and I've watched. There was the first Bledisloe game, which was played. I think it was played in um, at Mount Smart or at Auckland. And the huckers on. And when I get that, when I see the hucker, I just get goosebumps, you know. And then I saw the captain, what's his name, the prop who was filling in for um, Hooper. Um, 
came forward with a boomerang. Mm. Did you see? No. It's never, ever been done before. So it was done in 1988. Yeah. But it wasn't done like this. Yeah. So back in 1988, Sam Scott Young um, moved forward and crossed over the halfway line and laughed at the Harker. And sadly for Sam Scott Young, he didn't play another game after mm. that due to injury of his jaw. Um but, but the Wallabies captain came forward in the middle of the haka right. with his head bowed oh. as a sign of respect and laid down the boomerang. I've never wow, seen it. Never. And I was watching it and I'm, I've it. got goosebumps Love even it. thinking about it. Yeah. But how can you not get that, you know, when you're seeing that power of um, culture? You know, culture. That it power. Is. And culture the passion. Power, yeah. 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 Well, last year, I don't know if I mentioned to you, we, I don't know if you've heard of a group called Hucker for Life. Ah, uh, yes. So they yep. came to our NAIDOC ball and, yeah. and huckered for us. Oh, did they? Yeah. So the guy, the, one of the founders, Leon Ruri from Western Australia, came over to come with a group and did it at our NAIDOC ball. Ooh. They couldn't make it this Murray year. Murray fella and yeah. got up there and did yeah. the hucker. And, the, and that was loved it. People loved it. I'd never seen wow. it live myself and wow. I was just enthralled. And he couldn't come this year because... Sadly, the founding member, one of their other founding members, he took, he died from suicide recently. So oh, no. they've all been, um, yeah. yeah, it's very, very sad. And but Hucker for Life, hopefully, if you're listening, he's probably not because he's in WA, but yeah. you're coming next year. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I know these, these, these all types of dance and culture that between mm. both, you know, Indigenous communities of Maori and, and, and Aboriginal people, but. You look at the 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 haka or the dance or the, the, the Mariah, how it's done. It's 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 to show intimidation or power mm. or force, right? But then you look at our indigenous cultural dance, and it's more about story. Yeah. So you'll see people how what the emu means to mm-hmm. them, or the kangaroo, yeah, or, or the, right. our various animals that we have here. And it's told through story yeah. of the dance yeah. that is done. So it's a, they're two different types of cultures, obviously. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But two different types of messages. Yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. quite amazing last year. It was really... I wish I'd have had that videoed last yeah. year, but this year. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, you know, we talk a lot about culture and how respected it is in this country, but it still isn't in a lot of ways. So I don't know if you know... The um, Women's FIFA World Cup is happening, right? Oh, we How haven't bought about How can we not talk about the children? But tortoise? did you see the Channel 7, and I'm going to name them, what they did at the opening ceremony? Oh, they during, cut it off. During the Welcome to Country when the commentators yeah. talked all the way through. Yeah. Yes, how yeah. appalling. I know. In this day and age. They had three minutes because the lady who did that, Julie, is my cousin. And yeah. three minutes they had to do that performance and they talked all, all the, way the way through. through. I know. How disrespectful. Yeah. I just can't believe. Someone else mentioned because I didn't see the beginning. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd watched, gone outside yeah. or I was cooking or whatever it was. But someone else, I got a message that came yeah. through. And so I wonder why, you know, in this country when we were trying to build bridges and trying to help understanding, trying to get people to see mm. what we're trying to do in terms of showcasing our culture and how I believe our culture can actually help a lot of people through that connection, mm. through those beliefs that we have. And then you see um, one of the major television stations in this country do that. What I, message I, is that the sending? The state of origin last year, they cut it off. Mm. Yes, you know? midway. It, it's yeah. not. And then, and then I watched really the state of origin because I love state of origin. Right. They yes, I went on the um, 
on Facebook, one right. of those pages just after it, and the terrible comments that people were making about the Welcome to Country. Right. And apparently there was something on the morning show yesterday, which I didn't see, and I've tried to research it, that where they're trying to say, let's get rid of Welcome to Country, because people but are saying, why should we be welcomed here? I've lived here 50 years. Why should I be, you know, 50 years to 65,000 years of well, culture I think it's is... not just to the people that live here. <laughs> no, that's it's, right. It's, it's, it's to all visitors. of us. It's, it's... Vis- it's everyone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we spoke about this. Yeah. Like you, you, the Maori culture, the Tomans, yeah. the Samoans, uh, the Fijians, the Hawaiians, when 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 they were either colonised or white men came across, their, their first reaction yes. was to fight, defend, yes. um, you know, against spears or whatever, you know, clubs. And then they came to the shores of Australia and they were welcomed. Yeah. You know, it's a completely yeah. different culture Well, there altogether. was some skirmishes, don't well, there, worry about that. Of course there was. There was and some... Uh, discontent you know because of every mob's different isn't yeah, it? yeah but, but well, overall it's about that welcome i beg your pardon yeah they were taken you know too much of the land and they were disrespectful and you know fellas like pemoa he can only be pushed so far you know mm. and he waged a guerrilla warfare against mm. colonization you know mm. which is one of the things they did in holroy was call a suburb after him even though some of my mob uh-huh. And my aunts and that were there saying, please don't do that because uh, he fought against this. But yeah. there it is, Pemaway, yeah. the suburb. Um, ah. It exists because they just ignored that because they had knew better. Yeah. Um, so it's this where people aren't getting the message of that, yeah. that we yeah. wanted people to – we actually would have shared. Yeah. Our yeah. whole idea was about sharing our country and sharing mm. our resources. However, come up against colonisers who was about ownership. Yeah. yeah you know i own i this is mine this mine yeah. you know in that yeah. um finding yeah. nemo where yeah. they go mine 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 mine, 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 mine. Yeah. <laughs> that always reminds me of that you know mm. that mine mentality whereas mm. we have this idea that everything belongs to all of us mm. and we mm. all need to share so you know if you need that to live or you need that to do the work that you're doing yeah i've got it you can use it you mm. know that's mm. for you to use whereas this whole idea of mine it belongs mm. to me and i own this and asset building and materials yeah. and yeah it just we, we we talk about that i mean i've had just today this morning i've had three uh people email me to to ask to come on the show and i bring it up a few times as i've done in the past and i and and one of the i guess their agents their podcast agents was a chap who wanted to get a young 21-year-old to come on and talk about his success. And I responded in kind, saying, wonderful, I'd love to hear about some of his values. And he, he said, well, he's, he's got 23 properties at the age mm. of 21. And, and I said, all right, okay, well, perhaps... And I, and I said it in kind in return, look, it's, it's not really what we're about here. We, yeah. we want to talk about values, core values. You know, is it people's, are they good listeners? Can, are they trustworthy? How do they show respect? How do they learn it? How do, you know what I mean? They, what do they give back? What do they give back? And it sort of goes against everything that we're, we're, we're trying to... You know, just get rid of ego. I mean, that's, that's, I think that's probably half of men's problems mm. is ego. Um, you know, immediately within a conversation, we need to come forward and justify the things that we're successful at and what yeah. we're good at um, or what we've achieved. Yeah. Um, but, but talking about your values of achievement, in, in other words, you know, being optimistic, there's an achievement, being a wonderful listener to communities, understanding our culture, these are all wonderful values. 
And these are things that have been passed on to you from various people, but you're Absolutely. probably still learning many of them today. Absolutely. That's what mm-hmm. my speech was about it because it was for our elders this year and it was very much about recognising the people in my life who have given me those values or mm. given me those pathways. Mm. And, you know, I also believe in our ancestors that, you know, have mm. decided a long time ago what my purpose was going to be. Mm. To, mm. And I hope when I go home to the dreaming that I stand before them and this is what my speech was, you know, yeah. you made some mistakes, you made some yeah. amends. Yeah, you got it right sometimes, you yeah. didn't on other times, but yeah. you did okay. And that's, you know? that's a wonderful point isn't it purpose what your purpose is mm. you know like you, you're a, a lady and you're only you're 50 yeah, thereabouts a bit older than okay. that. <laughs> so let's, let's, isn't it wonderful and you've been doing this okay since you're 30 right yeah. to at 30 years of age you probably didn't realize it then but to go through life many many people can go through their entire lives without knowing what their purpose was or is um, they may have had that uh, feeling of achievement and success or some glory and, and as such, but to be able to, at such a young age, know what your purpose is, and that purpose is being giving more than you've ever received. Yeah. If, if you put it down, if yeah. we break it down, what it is that you've done over the last 20 years, you've been giving, yeah, isn't it? You know, it is, and, yeah. and more than what you've been getting in return as yourself. Yeah. And, and I think that that's a that's a, a wonderful thing about Buddhism or um, many other cultures is you. Your life's purpose is is your legacy of what you leave behind as a person. It's not about what you can achieve or make. It's what you can say. Oh, look at you know, look my aunt M- Melissa. She she's helped with you know uh, homelessness. She's helped with indigenous communities. She's worked with police. And that is a wonderful, wonderful legacy that you're leaving. And that is what life is about. It is. It is. Uh, you know. Like I didn't have the easiest childhood and I don't want to necessarily go into that. But sure. I, I, an examination of that over my life now, uh, or, you know, I've got, hopefully got many years to go, is the re- I believe the reason it wasn't so easy was so that I could be who I am today. Mm. Mm. It's know, paved your way, hasn't it's it? It's paved my way, yeah. You know, and and yeah. it's amazing that when people have come from such adversity, it's often the common theme, the childhood yeah. or the, you know, the lack of love the the violence and various things that happen in their childhood and then hence you look at those people that are doing so many wonderful things in the community that's where they've come from you know yeah i come from um i'm an only girl with five brothers and um i had four of them at the ball this year oh wow and it was that was the most i've had at at one of the balls and you know just to take a moment for myself um it was so nice to walk up to them one of them cheered me very loudly at the end of my speech and then to walk up to that table and have them all i'm gonna cry have them all praise me was like such um that was that was like you know, Leon said to me later, that's all you've ever wanted, right? And I said, yeah, yeah that's all I've that's, ever that's wanted. That's all I want from my family. We, you yeah. know, we've got some strained relationships between my brother and sister and and I, I blame myself for it all, you yeah. know. Um, it, the, the pain I see it has in my father and my mum. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want to make them proud yeah. of who I am, my kids too, you know. I've got four yeah, beautiful course. children and two grandchildren, another one on the way. You know, and so if I can leave this world a little bit better for them and not yeah. as, you know, hard as what we had it, then I'm, I'm you know, I'll be happy yeah. to go to the ancestors and have them say that'll do. <laughs> that'll do. This you did wonderful. well. Yeah. yeah. So. 
Well, good on you. Kudos, Melissa. That's okay. That's awesome. It's Sorry to have done that and brought up some oh, no, of those no, that was emotions. me. I do that. Oh, it's all right. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. I bury them yeah. deep most days. But they're tears <laughs> of joy, really, aren't they? Yeah, they you were. Know? It was really lovely. It was really nice. Where do you, where do you sit in your family with your brothers? I'm in the middle. I have three older brothers and two younger. Okay. Yeah, so... And you grew up in Hawkesbury? You've been there yeah, all yeah. your life? Yeah, yeah. My parents moved been, to Richmond yeah. when I was a baby. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, my dad got a job at Richmond High, so okay. they moved to the Hawkesbury from Blacktown. Um, and that was where they settled. They'd yeah. been a little bit transient, you know, Riverston, yeah, Blacktown, yeah, Seven yeah. Hills. Sure. They moved around yeah. a bit. And then um, they settled in Richmond. That was home. That mm. was kind of where yeah. they... Um, they really did enjoy it there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... Cool. And in saying that, I, I you know, part of my speech was, you know, half the room was my family anyway, <laughs> my cousins and distant yeah, cousins yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's really lovely at the ball. Oh, sure they were just ever so proud. They would have been just as proud as you to be there. Yeah, you know? yeah. I saw my daughter in a play called uh, Peach Season, it's called. Oh. And it's a, it's a terrific story. It's about, a you know, kids that go away and get involved with, you know, doing some silly things and, you know, the kids get involved with and getting in trouble with the police and, you know, coming back to the community that showed her some love in the first place, which she rejected when it was shown. And and that's just such a common thing, particularly yeah. for youngsters, isn't it? You know, yeah. family's everything. No, I, I went through a fairly tumultuous stage of good seven years, you know, of not seeing a lot of my daughter and, and, the, and I've seen so much of her over the last uh, six months or so. But yeah, it's been wonderful to, to rekindle that uh, spirit with my daughter and the love. Here he is. Hello, Ginnigay, everyone. You guys haven't actually formally met, but Hi. of course the Stubbings <laughs> know the Donovans. And right, yeah, you good go. Related to Annie Bev and... Yes. Yes, of yeah. course. Oh, of course. Well, it's a small world when right? it comes to culture. And, yeah. That's why you always ask, who's your mob when you meet I know, someone? right? <laughs> For me, it's don't hook up with anybody on Darragh country. <laughs> hey, um, Flynn's Not from sure. Mountains <laughs> Youth Services team. I think yeah. I've got some of that on your shirt anyway yeah. from down in Lawson. And came on, I think, at the end of last year or whenever it was. Yep. What's been going on, man? What's well, been, I was to listening to your show. It's been Hey, good thanks so for the far. census, man. I hope you're we, not going to make me cry. No, uh, uh, well, <laughs> I, I copped it from David King last time and another chap last week. He said, the same, well, you always do this to me. Why do you, you know? <laughs> so I can't guarantee it, mate. But what's been going on? Talk to us. What's oh, happening? We've been busy. talking a lot about Marana and I yes. want to hear some of stuff of course we've got belong we've got missed yes and we yes, are so I, I do that missed show like yeah. on thursday afternoons i might yeah. as well put a plug in sure um thursday afternoons from two to four two to four yep. Beg your pardon. um and i get local services to come in and talk about what they do and how they mm. provide stuff to the community i've had headspace come in i've had some girls from the evie project which is a women's health center Local, heard, local yeah. mob. Okay. Yep. Good. And of course, I've had the financial counsellor from Miss come in and talk about what yeah. she does and a few other programs and things like that. But that's that's me yeah. for that show. But for here, <laughs> yeah. I do remember coming on the first time and yeah. sitting with Bodie and having a yarn with you guys, which was great fun. Um, I'm back to studying, so I'm, I've only got a year and some change till I finish my. Uh, bachelor's degree in counselling, which has been great. How, been how long does that cost? Well, I've been doing it part-time because I work full-time, okay, so yeah, it's yeah. going to be six years. Wow. Yeah. It's six years. Well, six I was years. looking at doing a, a mental health mentoring course. Yep. Yeah, I think it's just a cert three or four or something. Yeah, yeah well, I did my diploma at um, Wentworth Falls TAFE. Ah, after, so, we do do it so it was an ah. evening evening course. Um, it did really well. Ian Hanslow was the teacher. Ah. He's now my external supervisor, which has been good to see me mm. on my journey and that mm. sort of stuff, mm. which has been great. 
and I had first semester off because because I'm right at the pointy end of finishing, uh, uh. and they didn't have the subjects I needed to do in that first. So I had twelve weeks off, and I was like, oh, what do I do? I've been yeah, in the rhythm yeah, of working, yeah. and I got three children, yeah. and like my daughter, she's only just turned five, so she was born when I first started. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, wow. And as a older fella, as you can recognise, you know, so you've got to <laughs> keep, salt keep moving, mate. You've got to keep doing stuff or yeah. else, you know, you use it or lose yeah. it. Yeah. So it's a, like this side of my life, but for my children, it's still the beginning yeah. of their life. Yeah. So really, yeah. keep moving forwards with stuff, which I'm doing. I, I had yeah. a great opportunity too um, out at Walgan Valley, out at the other side of Lithgow. Oh, yeah. I learned how to do cultural burns. And I took my eldest daughter out there which was great, with Aunty Helen and um, her daughter Sharon and that mob out there. Talk, talk to us a bit about that. Because oh, you guys do so a lot good. of... It, 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 Marana does... You do smoking ceremonies, cultural burns, and all of that stuff, don't you? Well, the cultural burn thing, first we needed to... We did a four-day training of... Um, had to be on the fire ground. So it's a TAFE course. And that was to learn how to... All the PE gear, all the safety yeah. gear, um, yeah. how to use the radios, how to do a burnover, like full-on bush fire training stuff mm. or firefighting I should say sure. and then we came back on the Saturday and I'm saying we as in my eldest daughter and myself did it together which was awesome uh, yeah, shared yeah. experience sure. she's with the Linden RFS already then we went to the same place on the Saturday and we did a cultural burn wow. so when we finished the course the first four days we got to do uh, an examination of what we lit three fires where there's like alpha bravo you know the charlie charlie teams (laughs) literally yeah Yeah. and we had to know all that stuff and it was like that we're on the radio so i'm on the field and i'm going to move this i can see a spot fire in this section can you move out and it's all radios and it was kind of tense you know and it's firefighting yeah come back on the saturday did the culture burn and it was this like having a yarn Mm -hmm. yeah and the fire line was Four times bigger than these <laughs> Charlie Alpha Bravo sections. Yeah, right. No PE gear. Um, like some people had the forks to knock the fires sure. down, but I had some branches off a tree that I could and you use could just, just stamp them, boom, boom, just to keep it in control. Yeah. But it wasn't firefighting. It was walking yeah. with the fire, working yeah, yeah. with working the fire, with it, yeah. and it was a yeah, whole I had different a conversation experience. With Dave in relation to this with cultural yeah. fire. I mean, mm. you guys have been burning back for sixty-five thousand exactly. years. Yeah, you know, and 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 the land has gone pretty good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, see, that's the difference where when I did the cultural or the so firefighting <laughs> stuff, it was because we haven't been cultural burning that every time a fire starts, it's a fight. And, and is there a lot of RSF guys involved with this in the cultural They come burning? to help. It- no, not no, they, they were there to support and watch. All but right. again, that was kind of funny too because right. they had their trucks there and um, not to bad mouth them, they have their ways. And, yeah, and yeah, of course. The way they see fire compared yeah. to the way well, you know, we, we, we see, see the fire. Yeah. And it was coming up towards the edge and we're all cool. And then they're like, oh, get the hoses out. It's getting real close. And the guy walked over and said, no, 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 calm down. It's all good. We're watching it. We know what it's going to do. It's talked to us, you know. We're all cool. And it it did exactly what we said it was going to do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's no need to panic. Yeah, it was beautiful. There's calm heads in situations like that. And when we walk through the fire ground, there's like a lizard. Sitting under a rock, it just comes out once it, the fire's yeah. gone, all calm. Because it's yeah. cool. They call it cold fire burning as well. Because oh, oh. it doesn't go up into the treetops. Right. No. It's, okay. And we watched it walk. Which is really all, all that matters is we're just getting the stuff on the ground, yeah, all the exactly. loose foliage that's built yeah. up over time. And yeah. 
Yeah, the only thing I regret is that we didn't get to go back and have a look at it a couple of weeks later just to see the growth of the two different fireplaces as well. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Hey, sorry, uh, Flynn. Well, what, what's coming up? You got your calendar for Murano. Just get you before you so, scoot yeah, off on us. What's, yeah. what, what's on have, the list um, for, for you guys? This Sunday, we have men's group with Glenn, Glenn sure. Collis at Murano. Um, starting the 26th of August for five weeks, we're doing what we're calling a cultural immersion program at Shores Creek. Good. So every Saturday from one till four, we'll have a range of activities from men's dance, women's dance, dig playing, weaving. Uh, language and woodwork where people can come out and, and learn again anyone things. can come and attend anyone this. can come and attend this awesome. and it's free families. and families can come and it's about we're doing calling it immersion because you know you go to a workshop and you'll learn it once and you never pick it up again yeah, yeah. we're doing it over five saturdays so people can ah. get a bit immersed in culture okay. yeah. learn how to do a dance from start to finish learn yeah. how to play the dig a bit better yeah learn yeah, yeah. Um, weaving so from you know to so you can pick it oh, up yeah. at home and do it yeah. so that's yeah. the plan I'm hoping right. it works out like that. So, and then every opposite Sunday. So, um, this Sunday's men's group. Then we have women's group, right. and then the opposite Monday. So this is at the showground, isn't it? At the uh, oval down there that you guys do it. At, at, well, near our office is right near the oval okay. in Richmond. So okay. we're right behind the grandstand at Richmond Park. That's right, and it's M E R A N A. That's it. And what's the, what's the website so people can? Well, it, we, it's not launched yet. Okay, but we are on Facebook. Yeah, okay. it on Facebook. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So Marana, M-E-R-A-N-A. And that's got your calendar and all of these. Yeah. It's got all our different yeah, events yeah, up there. Unit. Post, yeah, all our different thing. The drug and alcohol information yeah. nights that are coming up. That flyer yeah. will be up very soon. So awesome. That's the 12th, 19th and 26th of September. Yeah. Um, come down. Anybody's welcome to come. Marana has a philosophy where it's not about boundaries. It's mm. about whoever can get to our programs and wants help. And it's also not just about Aboriginal people. If people need our help and they yeah. think that they can get the help they need from us, Utilize they can it. come to our yeah. program. Is that word again? Welcome, man. Yeah. Very, welcome. very, very mm. inclusive. We yeah. are extremely inclusive. Mm. Um, and want people to come and you know get well. We're, yeah. we're about helping people get well yeah. and stay well. That's, yeah. that's another thing we've been yeah, talking and, and about as well. You know, connection, yeah. Yeah. connection, and, and getting, belonging, and supplying that safe space to yeah. yeah. And when it comes to creating like drugs and, and alcohol, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. And it sounds like you guys yeah. are there for the long run. That's right, and yeah. it's also about that staying well. So people might mm. get sober; they might go to a rehab facility when they come home to, to our community. If that's where they're coming to, they need to be able to stay connected, yeah, to stay yeah, sober. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's that other side of it people often forget. You know, they might need a whole new community because their yeah. old community yeah, was unhealthy. Absolutely. So they and they're still in the one. same neighbourhood. That's yeah, where the that's other supports right. are yeah. as well. Just reducing the stigma, yeah. you know. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I've had my battles through addictions and yeah. my mental health issues. And every day I've got to work on it. Yeah. Every yeah. day. Absolutely. So back to what we were talking about with those yeah. relationships, a relationship with yourself, right? you still got to work on that. Yeah. yeah. you got to work on your relationships externally with... You know, and also with yourself, yeah. what is doing yeah. you the best in this world? Yeah. What is going to make your life better? Because, you know, we can't always control, well, we can't control anything past ourselves, right? So Very we true. have to just... Uh, if we haven't got ourselves in check first, we can't help others. Yeah. We can't. Mm. We cannot. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to talk to Brad about. Um, yeah. So this semester I'm studying um, reflective practice yeah. and ah. talking about self and yeah. inner self. 
um, reflect on the positives, but also reflect on those negatives and see how yeah. you can fix them and work yeah. towards not making the same mistakes over and over again. Yeah. It is okay to, it's Learn how you from. handle that. Yeah. And it's being able to say, okay, I could have done that differently yeah. or better, yeah. or I could have improved myself here. And next time I hope I don't do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. A lot oh, of people I, don't have that capacity. I had, exactly. the chief on here one, I had the chief on here once, Gary Sims, the yep. oh. inspector. He obviously came from mm. Hawkesbury. And I know you're smitten with, Gaz. <laughs> anyway, guy. he came Great on once and I said, yeah, but you Great know, I said, you know what, Chief? I said, you know, mistakes, it's some, I reckon they're the greatest things in life. He goes, yeah. not if you're making the same ones over and over again, Bradley. Yes. You know? Well, why is he talking true. to me like that? <laughs> I don't you know, know, Bradley. Come on. What does he know about you? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. What is the, all listen? those um, really famous influencers say that I often watch on Facebook and stuff? You know, if you haven't made a mistake, then you're not successful. Mm. Yeah. 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 Oh, you can't be. You can't be. You can't yeah. be. You know, I don't know, but that's um. You know, yeah, I've I definitely guess. made a few in my life. That's oh, for sure. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you going to learn to get up unless yeah. you fall over? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Well, that's so, what I try and do here. Is just having talk, to dig deep. Be that example yeah. and talk about some of the yeah. horrible mistakes I've made. You know, so other men don't have to walk in those paths or. Yeah, or, or, can, to or can see. equip themselves with exactly. some skills, and to see it's not a bad thing. The world's not going to, the walls aren't going to fall in on you if you talk no. about those mistakes. Uh, you know, you got to talk to them before you can start mm. that journey of yeah, recovery. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's so true, man. That's so. True. Got uh, Flynn Donovan here from uh, Mist and a number of organisations. He's a proud Darug man. And Goombangi. Goombangi. I beg your pardon. <laughs> I beg your pardon, Flynn. And we got a proud Darug lady here in Melissa Stubbings, who's come up from Marana in Hawkesbury. We'll be back in just a moment. Right, welcome back to the Men's Mental Health Show. And we're brought to you by all manufacturing personnel, recruitment and labour hire in the manufacturing industry for all your staffing solutions. Give all manufacturing a call, 0416 700 870. And a big thanks to my mate down there at uh, Mounties Group, Dale Hunt, doing some terrific stuff and supporting the community. Anyway, let's get back into the discussion. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what else is going on, man? What's, um, well, I, like, like, I looked at your Facebook site before yeah. coming up and I was listening to the show like in my office. And I, you know Platform Youth Services yeah, out there? Yeah, so I to used work to work them. for Platform. Oh, okay. Yeah, before With I came Tracy to Mist. Harris. Yeah, Tracy, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah Tracy. She, she and I actually worked together at um, NCNS, which yeah, is NAP yeah. Enabled Services, yes. um, out there at Cranebrook. Can't so believe I've met you then before. Yeah, I know. I it's know, a small right world. Next door. So Probably been crossing ships. You absolutely, know. absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, I know they do a lot of good stuff out there in Hawkesbury and supporting you know younger people with homelessness and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And I heard you talking about homelessness, and it is an important issue. How much has that increased or impacted here, particularly since COVID? How, how, what have you noticed around? In here, yeah. well, a lot of see a lot of the kids slip through the gaps because they're couch surfing or staying at yeah. a mate's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But really, that's homeless. Yeah, mm. It is. It's not, yeah. you know, and well, sleeping so, in the car. Yeah. It is. That's exactly well, right. Van, yeah. Yep. And and because of the the way the LGAs spread out, they can kind of get away with it, moving here and there and, and get, slipping through the gaps. There is some good services out there um, supporting with food and things like that. Junction yeah. 142 and Thrive do their right. food parcels and stuff like that. There's a big list, um, actually, if you want to get it, of all the different food places at uh, the council website. Right. So you go to council, uh, Blue Mountain City Council or BMCC, um, they have a list of services that support young, uh, support people, not just young people, yeah. that support people with food and those sort of things, but also legal services and stuff like that. Okay. There's a big list around that sort of thing okay. as well. So yeah. go there and, and also listen to my show. I always talk about yeah. those sort of things as well. 
Um, Thursday, two to four. <laughs> but yeah, it's here great. on 89.1. Yes, that's right. I always put my hand on my ear when I you say that. that? <laughs> Just for effect. And the other one on your heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good bless. Um, so what else have I been doing? I, I caught up with Lana Leslie yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. so Lana shows in the morning on Monday yeah. mornings. Sure. And um, I caught up with her because she and I have done some projects in the past together and we're working on doing another one. Right. We did one around the Australian Wars. Do you remember the Australian Wars was on SBS? The three, Wars, yeah, yeah. For, there was three shows. Right. Um, pretty heavy hitting, but real stuff that people needed to know about where Australia has been and what it's done to get to where we are today. Again, in that reflective, going back to that Go, reflective yeah. thing, to reflect on where Australia's come from. The Hawkesbury is a perfect place for that. Yeah, well, there was a very important one left out of that, which was the Battle of Richmond Hill, which yeah. we have a memorial for at St John of God Hospital that oh, yeah. uh, we built yeah. um, a while back with a group called Projects for Reconciliation on St John of God Hospital site at North Richmond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that was kind of left out of that. And I've actually um, met oh, Rachel recently, and yeah, I yeah. and I had a talk to her because that sort of started in 1795, so it's one of the first ones to be documented. Wow. Um, yeah, so the, the battle was no. over land, obviously. It was sure. over the yam beds being ripped up and mm-hmm. then planted with corn and then yep. yeah. our mob going down. Because they had down. no idea the, the benefit of the, the yams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah They've no, been there no. for centuries. The so Blackfellow needs to take the top off and plant it straight back in. in. And yeah. so then they would... Um, our mob went down to take part of the corn, you yep. know, share in the corn because that was what was there to yeah. eat, right? Yeah. Cool. And Just so like the yams they, were. That's yeah. right. So they got the Redcoats got sent for and then battles ensued. So, But yeah. they had... We lost because oh, they had guns, we had spears, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's not a fair fight, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, or um, I just reflect now on that other show, the First Weapons, Australia mm. First Weapons. Yeah, okay. And, and there's another one, the Australia First Adventures. But oh, the weapons yes, one, yes. they talk about the spear and the Woomera. And they get an old flint gun. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, what's the spear? And they showed how to hold it, the balance, its its grams, what it does, the physics behind it. exactly. That was awesome. That was last week I saw that. It might have been a repeat. It is. It was, guys, that was awesome, man. What was that called? Australia's First Weapons? Australian First Weapons. Um, And they they did one part of it where they got like an old school flint gun and they said, like, he's loaded up and said, all right, you got to throw three spears so you can do three rounds or three spears first. Yeah. And he, oh, he well, whipped, was a lay down man, was he whipped yeah, the, fl- he the fling yeah, gun. Yeah. But then it come up to the like the repeater rifle and, yeah, and that's yeah. when things changed. Yeah. But, you, you know, there was yeah. lots of horrible stories oh, horrible that they stories. missed uh, in the, that kind of culture. The issue things. around that, though, also is, you know, a joke about the spear versus gun. Mm. For me, it's more the philosophy on human life. Mm. Absolutely. You know, our Attitude mob had towards, a very yeah. different philosophy from what, mm. and from what I know from my own culture around human life and yep. taking of a human mm. life mm-hmm. that the mm. colonisers didn't kind of have because mm. they didn't see us as people. No. No, was, so to yeah. shoot and kill somebody or, yeah. you know, to hurt, you know, a lot of those massacres, some yeah. of them make you just cry even yeah. thinking about them. Yeah. They just didn't have that same belief about human life. Yeah. And mm. so... That was what we were up against. Yeah, we not even against. the First Nations people's lives. They were doing it to their own colony and mm. their own people. Mm. Mm. Uh, that's the attitude. You I know. Kill, whip, yeah, torture, yeah, whip. They, chain up. You know, yeah. and I learnt from um, punish recently yeah. from Sigrid Herring, who's one of who won our yeah. Aboriginal Woman of the Year. Year. Um, uh, Sigrid um, does a lot of cultural training, and one of the oh. things I heard her saying recently there was that a lot of young fellas came out on the first fleet, a lot of young children, mm-hmm. and they were just let loose in the yeah. colony. Oh. You know who looked after them, oh, raised them up? 
Mm. Our mobs, because mm. they would have starved to death. Mm. They were just they were they weren't worth mm. anything in terms of they they couldn't uh, build anything or they mm. couldn't lift anything. Mm. They couldn't be used mm. in certain ways, so they were just brought here and let go. Mm. And they went to live with our mobs. Yeah. So you know that caring nature you can't yeah. get past. Yeah. It's there. It's written, and it's not written by us. So anybody yeah. out there who just wants to dispute that, go yeah. look in the state <laughs> library because it's written by you it's fellas. It's all out there if you look. <laughs> it's written by you fellas, not by us. Sorry. It's like a great comment that I thought that you could you could relate that back to you know between you know both communities here and that is when the ashes was on recently there was that horrible uh, situation well I'd say horrible where where Alex Kerry the wicket keeper mm-hmm. uh, rolled the ball up at the stumps at the end of the over and ran out Johnny it was the biggest thing through the Ashes series mm-hmm. and one of the Australian players who wasn't playing in the series Marcus Harris he was being interviewed over there. And these guys were saying, it's gone against the spirit of the game. It's gone against the spirit of what's just normal human instincts. You know, you cheated. He goes, mate, they're your rules. Yeah. You made them. <laughs> you English blokes, they're your laws. <laughs> we're just doing as you've told yeah. us to do. And you can see that. Yeah, we're right yeah. back what we're saying. Right. You know it's what written I mean? there in the air guide. It's okay for you, but if it's not good for the goose, it can be for the gander. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But there are, one of my cousins, Chris Tobin, I don't know if you know yeah, him, know fella from up here, yeah. um, he often talks about while a lot of that bad stuff was going on the frontier was there were yeah. some good stories yeah. that are also written about where, you know, some people who came here on some of the early fleets and with the colonizers they actually did really tried to do really good for our people mm. and they tried to help so we, he was always big on that shout out to chris yeah. um about remembering the people who did try to do good things as well that was yeah. here and it wasn't i don't want to be forgotten we get there are some wonderful success and beautiful stories yeah you know we often yeah. get said that we just focus on the bad but we don't we no. folk, you know there were some beautiful people who came here and wanted to help our mobs but unfortunately that stuff that happened around the frontier wars and the yeah. massacres was just you know it, people need to know that that did happen here yeah. Yeah, exactly. they just need to know it I think it's reconcile as, as Flynn was saying if we don't talk about it we can't move on you yeah. know and that came That's from right. a great man Martin Luther King I think yeah. when he started to talk about it back in the early 60s yeah you know, if we if we can't if we can't sit down in a room and be uncomfortable and talk about past, even though it is behind us, mm. then we can't move forward. Exactly, you know? so and learn from it. Yeah, yeah. Again, exactly. That yeah. same mistakes again. You know, and then and have, make, and have it, make it once, learn from it, move yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 if could I do what you guys do in your position? I'm more of a pessimist. You see, mm. so I'm not as optimistic as you guys, and I'm the first to say it. I'll often look at a result and go, "Well, hang on." It does sound like a great idea, but this, this, and this might happen along mm. the way. Whereas you guys just jump into it and go, well, it can't be as bad as what you think it is. Yeah. You know, at least it's a way forward. It know? is. And that's what I was like, why I originally started talking about those films. Mm. We brought some people from different services around managers and things, and yeah, we yeah. showed the films down at Mist. Yeah. Um, people would turn up and bring us, like, bring a plate, and we'll have some tucker and all yeah. get now after work. And we'd project the screen and watch what's going on. Actually, we talked about mindfulness beforehand. Okay. You know, there's a lot of heavy yep. stuff here. Mm. If you're feeling too, you know, yeah. even though you're not a black fellow, if you're still being shocked by like, yeah. oh, this is my ancestry, sure. you can take a time out and we'll talk about it. And then we'd watch the film. Then we'd make a cup of tea afterwards or the episode. Mm. And then we'd 
pull the chairs into a circle and have a yarn about it. Yeah. You know, let's talk through what we've just experienced, the mm. power of it, how, how we learnt, what we learnt, what mm. the, how did we feel. Mm. Yeah, and that's the emotion that you... you yeah, watching man. it on show... Is on that TV passion straight. again, Mel? It is. is that, you know, yeah, it's, know, it's, it know. Yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. It is. It's really you know. good. It's a great way to help people understand what happened, yeah. but also it's that way of them then taking that, what they've learnt, to another group yeah. of people sure. and yeah. helping another group of people understand exactly. it. Yeah. And when had, they came, we wanted to hear their opinion. What did it really yeah. mean to you? Let's yeah. share that. Yeah. yeah. From if we our got, why can't we teach that in our curriculum and in our schools? Yeah. And, you know, we have one side, there's a, an argument from saying, well, we can't teach this to the kids. It's creating you know violence or mm. whatever well, mm. well hang on you've told them the heat is bloody hot that's yeah. just the same thing <laughs> that's dangerous yeah. it's negative you know yeah, yeah i'm with you well, i'm yeah, putting in i'm putting in and working on a funding proposal to the, at least to our corner of the yeah. country to say i want to take the films to school there is an edited there version for school kids yeah. you know what I, I got back was well you're going to prove why the schools aren't doing it and i'm like well hang on that's why not, that's you, why you, aren't they doing it you know it's Come like on, I shouldn't be the one having to take it to schools. Schools should be teaching it. That's right. I talk about it a few times. One of the very first things I ever saw at school was cultural dance in, at oh, Narrabeen. And I was just blown away. I was fascinated, mm. you know. And to, to seeing these fellows down there hopping around like kangaroos. And I, they didn't say what they were, you know. Yeah. I, was, I was five or six years of age and yeah. you, you knew that yeah. was an emu, that's a kangaroo. Yeah. You know, it was just something that I found fascinating. Yeah. And and as I was, was saying a, a moment ago, you know, being a Kiwi and I yeah. love the haka and the, yeah. and the All Blacks and stuff and, and seeing what happened and, and <laughs> yeah. But it's just seeing those cultures. But 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 the understanding of, of intimidation or protection and power yeah. is a lot of what our Polynesian communities are based around. Yeah. Whereas our wonderful Aboriginal community, it, it's it's all about storytelling. Yeah. If you look at a well, lot of the cultural dance, dance it's storytelling. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and that's and the that's the the books and the schoolroom yeah. we have. Yeah, yeah. that's the you curriculum. You learn that's how a curriculum. kangaroo moves mm. when you watch him and you dance like him. You know mm. how he can when he hears something. Yeah. you know when he's relaxing and having a scratch. You know when those ears are moving one way, you exactly see it listening right. out there. Yeah. He's, he's always on the guard, yeah. and that's with all the dancers. Yeah. And apply Plus, that to your own life yeah. in many ways. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're they're our brother, our sister when it comes to totems yeah. and skins. Right. And that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah What's Darug's totem? I think it's because oh. it's a lyre bird for Gunnagara, isn't it? I'm pretty sure lyre bird. Uh, well, I don't know that there's one necessarily for the whole nation. Different mm. clans. No, no, no. Different. Yeah, that's right. Different clans. So there's Bulbrongal clan, which is the kangaroo. Yeah. yeah. Wamali, which is from where I'm from as well. Prospect is the possum. Sorry, brushtail possum. Oh, yeah. I believe. Yeah. 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 So every yeah. Plan has a That's pot. where I got to know Chris. So I worked at Barongal, Barongal Environmental Education Centre. So we used to do the cultural talks under mm. the tree outside, yeah. which was really yeah. good fun. Yeah. Um, and then they'd move around and do things. So that's why I got to know Chris. And I know his sisters as well, Leanne and Jacinta. Yeah. I played the didge with, her, with Jacinta and some of her songs. And Leanne's doing a thing actually coming up soon to talk about the yes Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Situation, let's sure. say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they're my cousins, so. Oh, there yeah. you go. They're All great. Right. See again. Another small, small world. bloody world, isn't it? <laughs> Amazing yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, you got to watch where you sneeze, Flynn. Yeah, you know, you just you saying, do, you you do. Do. <laughs> Is there anybody you're not related to? My <laughs> staff often <laughs> say, you know. Or yeah. the, it's very funny because yeah. a lot of people know of me, so they yeah. go, oh, I know Melissa. Yeah. And they'll go, my staff will go, somebody rang up, they know you, and I go, 
Hang yeah. on, do they know me or do they know of me? Yeah, yeah <laughs> very yeah. different. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, my so kids always awesome, spot though, half yeah. an hour on our trips when we go anywhere because they always know I'm going to stop and say yep. g'day yeah. to somebody that yeah. I know. Or <laughs> well, suppose someone's going to pull over and have a yarn, and that's that's yeah. life. That's that is life is. in the yeah. fast lane. My yeah. youngest one, she rolls her eyes at me. <laughs> oh no, not again! You're not yeah. stopping. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> Just stick it aside, nothing wrong with having a yeah. yarn and a conversation. Well, when I seen you in the man. shops, yeah, man. you like I wanted some help with recording stuff at the studio and you said, oh, let's go now. Yeah. So yeah. I, I had things to do, but he said, yeah, let's go on then. Let's He's go got on. a load full of shopping, but let's go do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. anything to help a, a mate out, you know, that's, that's, what, that's what we do, isn't it? Yeah, you it know? is because you lead by example, mm. you know, and you don't even need anything in return. Just be able to do that is yeah. its own reward. And that's what I did in my job, helping young fellows. Talking about that—that's purpose of life in, yeah. our, in our books, isn't it? Yeah. You know, your your ancestors have taught many of us that. You know, it's what you leave behind. Yeah, it's, that's it's what it. you create, not what you make. Yeah, not what you reap. So it takes it's a tribe to raise a child. Yeah, and that's the way we did it for 100%. millennia. Yeah. 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 That's what I say at our centre. You know, we do play group and after school program. When mm-hmm. those kids step in those doors, they're our kids. Yeah, they're not they're, they're not mum and dad's kids anymore. They're our yeah, kids. Yeah, and yeah. if that kid mucks up, Arnie going to tell them, you yeah. don't do that. <laughs> Arnie going to correct them. That's yeah. my word. I'm correcting you. You know, yeah, like, yeah. and you know, it's just often having a little word to them on the side, and yeah. you know, they know they know the rules, mm. and that's what it's about. They know mm. they can't throw the balls inside. You know, mm-hmm. they know. There's little things that we just don't do and we're just teaching them about, yeah. you know, living up to that and being yeah. respectful of other yeah. places and people and, yeah. you know, because... There's a lot that can be said for that, for, for fatherhood or parenthood, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You know, like I, I talked about it last week. I had a horrible, did something horrible with my son at Christmas, you know, and he stopped talking to me for a while and I was so wrong. And, and it was because, I guess, I created fear for mm. him. And, and all I ever wanted, I guess, was for you know, to have an honest, trusting relationship. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't matter in my eyes. My son could do anything and he'd still be my son. It's not yeah. going to matter. But I think it's just, it comes around from your behavioural patterns, you know, yeah. like he's been in trouble before or something and that's how I react. And I'll never forget that. Yeah. You know, so watching other people, I guess, how they will deal with, you know, their daughter becoming pregnant or a, a, a traumatic, mm. you know, heavy situation. Yeah. That's quite profound, and seeing the way of patterns of other people, and taking that lead or following that lead um, to change some of your own behavioural patterns. Yes, yeah, very you know? true. Because it, the the way the mental the uh, the brain is set up, um, it hasn't changed much from when we were running through the bush and all that sort of stuff. Because it remembers danger, because yeah. that will keep you alive. It doesn't rem- and bad things. Yeah, it doesn't remember the good things mm. as easily. You know, like a good thing's nice, but it's not going to save your life or put your life in danger. No. So it's not right there where you need it. Well, yeah. isn't that what they say? You got to give like a child ten praise, praise them ten times, times to one discipline or one correction. Yeah. You know, you got to keep that. You know, momentum of yeah. praising yeah. going yeah. and yeah. you know recognizing That's such the good. A great it, point, Melissa. Yeah. Exactly right. You it just got to keep that going. You've got to keep reminding them how good they yeah. are and what they've done is right. Yeah. And you know, and then when they need correcting. That's yeah. that's yeah. just you know you do that yeah. and you forget it like you yeah. don't harp on that. Yeah. My mm-hmm. dad, oh God, love him. I loved him to death, but he harped. You know? Yes, <laughs> I get to the fifth time. <laughs> I, know, I, know. <laughs> the first I did time. that last week, Dad. Like <laughs> my, I, my, that was last week. I think 
Carl Barron and, and I had the same dad, you know. Didn't we all? Because, you know, like, it, it was like a, a guessing game a lot of the time with my yeah. old man. He'd be like, do it again. Yeah. And I'd be like, do what? I'm yeah. what? He goes, this guy mad, you know. I mean it. What do you mean? I've told you once, you know. And it was like oh. playing Jeopardy. You had to give him the answer. And he was giving you the, que- the, the, the question, answer and you give him the question. And Sorry. then we've gone the other way. I was sitting in the... Um, family group conference the other day and one of the fellas got upset and you know he was talking about I don't want to give it away too much but he was talking about his nephew who kind of shaped up to his grandmother who was this fella's mum right. and he said I stood between my nephew and my mum right and he said I would do that every day of the week and DCJ took that as a threat to the child He's a who's an older teenager and yeah. should know better than to yeah, shape up yeah, to his yeah, grandmother. Yeah, yeah. So and that's what he turned to them and said, "Well, where's the responsibility for him? Who's going to teach him yeah, if I don't yeah. teach him?" But they took that as a real mm. issue. Uh, yeah. He was doing the right thing yeah. in a cultural way, yeah. Yeah. in just society way. He yeah. was standing yeah. between a threat and his mum, yeah. regardless of that, that that was a teenager. Yeah. That was a real threat, yeah. and he was saying to that young fella, "Don't you dare." Yeah. This yeah. is my mum. Yeah. And I, isn't that what we want from people? Yeah. It's instinctual, isn't, isn't it? Isn't like yeah. that's his mum. That, exactly. Well, what's the yeah. other thing? Stand back and let him I, go for I, it? I, I, t- I, tell you, <laughs> I tell you, you know what? I was talking to my old man the other day. My old man, thank God. He, g'day, Dad. Peter um, has been very supportive towards both my children's educations. And he's in a position to do that. And, he's, and so it's a wonderful, generous thing. But Jeremy, he's had a good school down there in Brookvale. He, his year coordinator, Margie, uh, I talk to you regularly. She's a great teacher. And I, and I say wonderful teacher. She says, you know, Bradley, he's a, you know, your son's, a, he's too honest. And I said, what do you mean by that? He goes, well, I think, I think when I ask your son sometimes who did this, he just says he did it. So no, none of his mates get into trouble. And yeah, I said, yeah. Margie, that's not honesty. You know, but he's trying to, you know, and, and she Protect. says, and I see that. And it's a thing that he doesn't yeah. want his mates to go down for. But one of the guys at school, one of his mates at school said something about his older sister. Mm. You know, it was boys. Said, yeah, boys said, boys said. Yep. Anyway, it was on in yep. the playground. And Margie's written to me, said, look, he's, he's been involved. He's not much of my son. I mean, if you can look at me, you can imagine me, but 40 kilos lighter. That's Jeremy. <laughs> he's just skin and bone. But he's not held back. Yeah. And when I told my old man the reason why I got in the fight, I said, just quietly. I was pretty bloody proud of him. Exactly. Oh, you know, he's sticking up for his sister. It's a natural thing to do and he did the right thing. Go, son. But the institution, sorry, I have to say, right. the schools, the DCJs, the, you know, juveniles, they don't, they see it in a different lens to what the real world sees. You know, my daughter was at school. She's now a mum of two. Great mum. She got into a fight because somebody bashed her friend up and was punching her. So yeah. she grabbed that girl and pulled her off and gave her what for. And I said to the principal when they were trying to suspend her, what are you doing? in the real world, she would have been applauded. And I'll applaud you. Thanks. Great going, sis, because you stood up for your stood friend who was being flogged. Yeah. You know, so that's. That's the real world, right? No, that's right. Any act of violence, she had to cop a suspension. And you know what? She got suspended more than the girl that started the fight because she'd already had a suspension. And you know, so but, and, what we, and they do that on the rugby in all sporting codes. Yeah. You can clock a guy. It's the guy that clocks the guy that clocked a guy yes. first <laughs> that gets eight weeks, and yeah. the guy that started the clocking. Yeah, yeah. well, he's he just, his hand goes two minutes past three, and he's got he's back next week. And we've just got it a little bit wrong. Used to be able to, um, you know, uh, I remember as a kid, you know, there was a situation I sort of picked up on the laneway going through the back on the way to the beach. 
and the kids around the corner I, I don't know we had a game of cricket or something and it's, anyway he's there with his older brother and four of them they've cornered me and thrown me in the ditch and buckled my tyre and I, you know I was beaten up but I was I was pretty shaken up yeah my old man was like that's it I'm going around there he goes oh, he goes oh because last time he got into trouble for going around there yeah. the cops came so he, he's called the cops this time and he said to the cops they go, who do you want to go around there? What do you want us to do? You want us to charge him? He goes, no, what I don't want them is go around and let them know mm. they're not to beat up my son and break yeah. his bloody bike next time. Just yeah. can't you have a word? And it was probably right. This is in the 80s, early 80s, yeah. late 70s. The, and the cops would do that. You remember that? And, they, yeah, yeah, and yeah. some of the cops would do that. Some of the old school yeah. coppers. And, you know, they, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's changed. It's like, no, nah, that's it. If you caught us, it's like now we're becoming so much like America. If the cops are called to somewhere, someone's getting charged. It doesn't matter. Right. If the police go yeah. out to a property... Yeah. Doesn't matter. Or oh, they charge both. Well, we they, don't it's know. either one or the both of you, but yeah. one of them. Uh, it's actually, you know make I mean? me think about um, the circle justicing and yeah. sentencing and stuff. It's a little bit more holistic view right. on how to support young Aboriginal kids in courts and. And it can work really, really well. Yeah. The issue. Talk, that talk I to us a bit about have, this. What, what, so there's Curry Court, mm. so where kids can go to court and the magistrate sits down at a table yeah, with it's their, like, like a like a the um, charging uh, police. Yeah, charging. so when in they're the courthouse. Yeah. in the courthouse, they're in the system. They've got to go to court, so they go into Curry Court, right. and the magistrates there with a couple of elders. They have their legal reps. They have DCJ often yeah. are involved. Um, the charge, the arresting the, officers. Yeah, arresting the police, prosecutor, all that. And they sit around a table so everyone's equal and they discuss what should happen for this child. Now, that can work amazingly if the child respects their culture. Right. If the child respects their elders, it can work amazingly. Right. But if a child hasn't been, just because they're Aboriginal, doesn't mean they've been brought up to understand yeah. culture. So it no. doesn't necessarily so work So it's not going to work for that child because they're That's not going to accept the ways of... What the elders are saying. Sure, to, sure. So some, for some kids, though, being brought before your elders is more harsher than being brought before uh, yeah, the magistrate, uh, uh, absolutely. right? Absolutely. So it, can, it has a great yeah. place and it can work really, really well and it can give an alternative to other ways of punishment. Yeah, but but I think what you're saying also it creates many pathways. That's we right. We can get this kid into football. We can get yeah. him if he's not a football star. Yeah, we can get him into yeah. washing cars. He yeah. can create his own business. Can you know what I mean? Else. He can. And then in the adult world, there's a, circle sentencing, which is a similar system. Yeah. So right. the magistrate judge they sit with the elders right. and the, again all the legal reps, and they sit in a circle and they circle sentencing and they come up it's at sentencing time. Heard so when that, it comes to yeah. sentencing, okay. but again, if that adult offender not does not respect their culture, yeah. it doesn't have the value. Yeah. There have yeah. to be people who are brought up to understand and respect culture yeah. sitting yeah. there. It's like it's own CCA or something, you know, community yeah. corrections. Like, yeah. you know, how can, yeah. we, how can he so be serving his, yeah. his mob and what could he be giving back and working on? Works amazingly in those situations. Right. And also, the one of the things that they, when they set it up, and I haven't been involved, I used to work for Justice yeah. in a yeah. while, is that, um, you know, if it's a Darug boy, you should have Darug elders. Yep. And if it's a Gunungara boy, you should have Gunungara elders. Yeah. Or yeah. Gabinye. Yeah. Have, yeah. You know, that's who should yep. be there yeah. representing. Sure. And so that sort of element wasn't always, when it was being set up back when I was working at Justice, wasn't always thought of it was just oh, an elder they just and, yeah, yeah and that can work you know we've got a great elder in mount Druitt, uncle wes and you know if people yeah, have no. to come but, before but uncle wes, ways, it might be different because he's so that's respected right. Right? to that particular way yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. he is just so respect he's not um 
Darug, um, but he's lived in Darug land for 50 years and he's so respectful and yeah. so respected mm. that if mm. you had to go before him, yeah. um, it yeah. would be different. But and he'd be getting... So there are elements of it that work really, really well. Yeah. It's just that sort of there's another level they just need to go to sure. and have on it. But it, it can work really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it on a pre-stuff with the youth justice stuff yeah, youth and justice circle stuff cent- or sentencing really sort of stuff or what they, whatever they call it. Awesome, it's not circle, yeah. but it's something other sentencing stuff and part of what they have to do then instead of going to court is they'll see me for like mm. four visits wow. and a counselling mentoring role and then I yeah. give them an opportunity yeah, to learn how about great. culture how great. and yeah, then that's see amazing. give them the time to see where they're at and see what they want and then yeah. slowly yeah. but surely have those conversations around Fantastic, building man. them up in that sort of way and then hopefully with that knowledge of culture and the connection to stuff yeah. and how they're painting this picture of, you know, what, what Aboriginal people are already seen in society, we try, I try to encourage them to say, look, let's turn that around. Because it's yeah. the ultimate thing, isn't it? I mean, really, the person that you aspire to being mm. in Aboriginal really is to becoming a mentor, yeah. okay, or becoming a good example. Yeah. Or, you know, if, if it's not sport, then it could be learning about burning and yep. or cultural dance yep. or, or living off the bush. Yep. Um, all of these wonderful life skills course core life absolutely, skills absolutely yeah that you know we can be or you're working on you know yeah. it's just, it's awesome man it it's, is it's great isn't it isn't it fantastic well culture is way. life skills right yeah. well, it like, is. culture is just a way of living yeah. yeah it's a way of living your best way i think mm. except know. some of us sometimes get a little bit lost in our own culture or yeah. guessing you know yeah. where to go or we're not getting that influence or that mentorship or yeah. a leadership i guess which I've, is, I've written a cultural and linguistic diverse program about, right. around racism. Mm-hmm. So right. you know, Aboriginal people or students are also yeah. welcome. Yeah. Um, it's still in the early days, but I've taken it to a Wimberley um, high. And I, some of the things are um, identity. So what is identity first? Asking these young people. And I say, now what's your identity? Uh-huh. Like are you yeah. identify as a you know, Gumbangi or do you mm-hmm. identify mm-hmm. or... Uh, Lebanese, Australian, Scottish, Hungarian, that's it, all, those all those things. things yeah. And then, what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. What does that mean to have that identity? Uh, and, and again, around racism and stuff, like think about, oh, what's your football team? Oh, you like the Tigers? Oh, well, I'm a Rabbitoh, so I hate you. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's that sort of stuff. And they say, well, come on, they're both football teams. Yeah, yeah? and then, yeah. what does it mean to be Australian? Yeah, what does Australian mean to you and yeah. other Australians? Yeah. It makes yeah. you actually look. Take the blinkers off and yeah. look at the whole world yeah. and everybody as individuals and where they. And come you look from. at all the difference and the diversity between exactly the communities. Exactly right, it's, and the beauty of all yeah. those things that they bring into it. And you're learning things like respect. And exactly right, respect them for their identity, and yeah. they'll get it. You should respect, get it back. Guidance, discipline, yep. all these all wonderful those things. things. Yep. and talk about power. Yeah. Like what is power? It's power how big your muscles are. It's power how much money you got. Yeah. It's power money how many social media people are yeah. looking at you. We no. were talking about this earlier. You yeah. know what I mean? It's exactly. all those things. And then what real power is. It yeah. is. And mm-hmm. does that bully have power over you or is he fighting underneath his own sort of yeah. What's going on with him? power? Yeah. 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 So yeah. all that, just to be able to stand back and look at yeah. those things yeah. is, is yeah. helpful. Yeah. Like a lot of adults yeah. don't do that. No. They're setting their ways no. and this is how it oh, is yeah, and that's just, the way it's going to be. We just fire off so quickly. But to, I guess, sometimes understand that giving people a benefit and yeah. thinking what's behind that person's story. What's that like walking a mile in their shoes? Exactly. Don't always think yeah. the worst. Mm. Everybody mm. has their own baggage and stuff that they need to yeah. carry through their life. Yeah.
Hey, this has been good, guys. Yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> you enjoyed catching up with each other. It's yeah, we finally bloody met. Yeah, exactly. I know. Absolutely, one hundred percent. One of the things I was thinking about when you were talking about all that is the responsibility in that, though. Yeah. Mm. That sometimes we have to teach our kids there is they have responsibility. Yeah. They mm. have responsibility to self again. Yeah. One of mm. the biggest things That's to it. to treat themselves in a way that is respectful mm. yeah. as well mm. as everybody else, but also how they treat others. You know that yeah. responsibility. To, to whether with it's responsibility comes privilege. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, you know. and, and and it's a wonderful thing, responsibility, particularly through your mobs, yep. mm. is it something that you can grow on. Mm. Once you you accept or build on the responsibility, then you're given more. Yeah. And they're wonderful values. Yeah, you know, and it's hard because kids aren't supposed to know that. No. You know, I think we we expect them to grow up way too quick these days. We expect yeah. them to have all, have all the answers that we... You know, they're navigating a huge, huge issues yeah, out there at the yeah. moment. I don't want to go into it, but there are issues that we didn't have, oh, I didn't have when I was growing up. That they're navigating, yeah. they're navigating yeah. all of that. They're, um, you know, trying to find their identity. Yeah. There's a level of responsibility they have to take in all of that. Yeah. It's, it's, I wouldn't really want to be a teenager yeah, today. It, it reminds <laughs> me, you know, my old man used to be like, you know, hey, just remember, when you get out of car and he drops me to school, you're a spelane. <laughs> remember that. <laughs> Now they get out of the car and go, what is it? What, what is yeah. that? How does it make me different? <laughs> oh, it's meant to make me better. It's more superior, really. He's <laughs> not teaching me the things I need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he, he had, had a lot of, He yeah. knew it all. He knew. But he's but he, he couldn't, it in that he couldn't, word. It. Yeah. couldn't articulate it to yeah. me. But, uh, that's what I mean. I had yeah. Carl Barron's old man. You know, yeah. he's playing Jeopardy half the time. But, you know. but no, you're dead. You're, you're spot on. You know, we get back to about that. You know, it's a responsibility and mm. growing those things and discipline. And then the wonderful privileges that come with that in teaching and passing right. on. Yeah. And, and, and really, you know, like I had my mum come up, you know, the other week. I haven't <laughs> seen my mum for ages. And mm. my mum loves talking about her childhood. You know, which is really that's her story time, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that's that's her storytelling of what it was like for her as growing up. That's, that's awesome, three man. generations. Like yeah. you've got a child, so yeah. how much has life changed? We're just talking about us as yeah. a teenager. How much has life changed oh, in three you. small oh. generations? Yeah. Let alone how young Australia is. Yeah. What seven yeah. generations in yeah. total? You could yeah. go back seven, maybe less. And there's people from that it, When you put it like that, Flynn, it's, it's phenomenal, isn't it? It is. You know? It is. And then how many generations did uh, the First Nations, our people, yeah. live? Uh, live. They can count that many. You'd have to get your abacus out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand, I think, a great guy called Richard Franklin. I, uh, I think we yeah, did. Richard, about figures. a thousand generations, I think, he talks about when he does lateral violence training oh, and that, that I've done yeah, with him. Great guy. Yeah. I'm an amazing Heavy man. Stuff. He is... Um, started a thing called Thousand Warrior March down in um, his country. Um, it's down Portland, down in Victoria. Gunditjmara, oh, Gunditjmara yes. country. Yeah, he's a great guy. I've spent some time with him. An amazing fella. Um, yeah, and he's done a lot of work in work in men's mental health and mm-hmm. trying to. I don't know if any of you have seen any of his work. You ever watched Stone Brothers? He wrote and directed that great well, show with Luke Carroll. I think was yeah yeah okay. yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. He's, I look at uh, ABC one. Yeah, Charcoal Lane is his band. Richard Franklin, yeah. amazing. Yeah, so he worked it out in his talks around about a thousand generations mm. in the sixty-five thousand years span. Yeah, wow. yeah. So yeah, and that's the what they that. know to date. They're that's still right. finding that's things right. that make it go back. Out. Let alone yeah. when you blew, we come from the Dreamtime. You know, that's countless. That's right. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> there isn't a number. Forever. 
but they're not. It's not so much like Chinese whispers, though. That's the no, that's yeah. the thing I've noticed about Aboriginal history or culture. It's yeah. that the stories are the same, yeah. like what they've been. Yeah, you can imagine. You can imagine me. I'm, I've got Austrian Hungarian background. Mm-hmm. You know, the, and people call me Spillo Squared because I like to embellish on some of my stories. <laughs> you know, I'm not so much a topper. You know, but Blake says I've got four fish. I say I've got seven. I don't know, I'm not that guy. But I will say how big my fish were. <laughs> for the biggest. <laughs> it's been great having you guys on. We're coming up close to five to, to one. We're almost done. But don't forget to, to check out some of the stuff on Marana, which is M-E-R-A-N-A. Check that out on Facebook as well. Some of the stuff Flint's doing and getting involved mm-hmm. with. And tuning into Flint's show between two yeah, and four on a, on a Thursday is a wonderful thing. And hey, thanks for coming in, guys. It's, well, um, it's been a pleasure. We're do this again, eh? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do it closer to no, October or November. Anyway, I'll send you a date. you got a ball coming up, don't oh, you? Oh, we no, have we a ball, had the we've ball. got our 20-year anniversary on the 18th of November huh? at Windsor ah. Function Centre. So Marana's been around for 20 years this oh year. So, yeah, oh, yeah. But we will have a ball next year, 20th yep. of July. I went to one, not last year, year before. To yeah. our one? Yep. Did yeah. you? Yeah, I went with Platform. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, table. then you would have seen me. Ah, oh, there you go. I knew, I, I knew you looked familiar. I would have been up there <laughs> taking all the, you know, limelight. Yeah. I'm going to need a <laughs> COVID perspex screen between the two of you in a minute, I think. It's wonderful to see it. That was a great, yeah. Well, yeah, we've um, had five now. So, yeah. yeah, we're very proud of that. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, uh, a big, massive thanks, Flynn Donovan. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming Pleasure, up. Brad. Really I'll, appreciate I'll, your you time, know, we're, we're locals, so yeah, I'll see you all the it's time. It's not man. as big an effort as coming up from the Horsbury, Melissa <laughs> yes, Stubbings. good on you. Thank no you, problem. sweetheart. It's been wonderful to have you. Uh, and, and a big toes. congrats once again to Sigrid and to Glenn, um, you know, for taking out those awards down there, the Murano Awards, yeah. um, Woman and Man of the Year, Aboriginal Man of the Year. talking about that, yeah. Terrific, great stuff. And hello to all of those here in Australia and abroad for tuning into the Men's Mental Health Show. Pass it on to your family and your friends. And if you've got anything you want to ask, uh, flick me an email, brad underscore spillane, S-P-I-L-L-A-N-E, at yahoo.com.au. A terrific show. There's been a lot of stuff that I've learned mm. from here today. Um, Best um, you know, Yeah. I awesome. didn't know you were a beach baller. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> now it's it's going to work against me every time. People go, what are you doing moving from the beach? People yeah. go for a sea change. I went for a tree change. <laughs> we'll be back next week. It's a man's mental health show. Thanks so much. Be kind to everyone. Let's not be quick to judge.